Did we? Well, we, uh, we, we, we didn't say one thing. What? And I can I put this in the front. We didn't even say anything. Like John, John's not here with us this week. He's taking a, a little break, like he did at Christmas, and his computer melted down because he he also played played Zelda too much. Uh, it's also, if I recall, um, John. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because I was so proud of him. But, you know, in the past, we knew he had a little bit of a oil, an olive oil problem. And he was just he was drinking it a lot and <laughs> lubing himself up. And he was just glistening for a while when he would record. But then he kind of stopped. But like the last couple of weeks, I noticed that he kept falling out of his seat like he was slick. <laughs> so I think he's maybe relapsed a little bit into his olive oil. Um, I don't want to say dependency. His his olive oil fun i have no yes hands for olive oil anymore you guys do the olive oil thing i don't know i don't know what it's It's, about it's olive oil it's (laughs) something he started because he's racist against italians um yeah so uh yeah with this show we're gonna watch a movie you picked called what's it called Oh yeah, so uh, oh, we're not doing any wacky stuff up front. No, no, I'm I'm trying to get to that. I'm trying to get to the song. Okay, weren't we wacky enough? What else wacky can we do? I don't know. I just want to get to the song. Yeah, uh, today we were watching uh, a movie from May of 1998, a TV movie that apparently aired on Fox. Marvel's Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. The white version. Not starring, yeah, that was insane. (laughs) Definitely not starring Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. It's Steady Co. Part 2, The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, Senor Tasty Bubbles, too. Yes, the Seti Bimco Show, part two, The Revenge, with two thes, The Seti Bimco Show, part two, with Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> Did you want to have double thes in there? No. no. At the beginning of every show, before we get to the movie, we pick a wild yep. card question because we're going to ad-lib at the end, which character from this movie called Nick Fury would end up doing something, and I'm picking the card, George can see I'm picking it. He's pick. I can affirm people. He's actually really picking something out of a jar. It is a number. Ooh, and what's the number? Thirteen. Oh, God. ooh, lucky thirteen. Most likely from this movie to become a uh-huh. famous artist. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. That's a tough one. It is tough. Before we get into the movie, can I talk about that there's a little bit of a problem with this movie in our general scheme of things? Well, we're, we're going to talk about some things before the movie. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk about your things, Tim. What's what your things? Kablasta taught me how to say no. There's, there's news <laughs> items first. All right. <laughs> I blame you for this, Kirden Kabimo. He was like, yeah, news, news stories. I love news stories. I sent them to you. Which I one? didn't read them. You didn't read any of the news. Nah, nah. No, remind me. Maybe I did read them. Who knows? Okay. These are weird news stories. Okay. A German surgeon got uh-huh. fired uh-huh. from the hospital after asking his cleaning assistant to help him amputate. To do an, amput- oh. do an amputation. You did read this. 
Yeah, but I don't think I read this because you sent it to me. I think this just well, – no, and by read this, I saw this headline, and I was like, this was my reasoning. I'm like, well, if he asked him to help, he must have needed his help. It was a toe amputation, though. That's all. Mm. You, need, well, you need help taking a toe off, and you're a doctor? Yeah. Well, okay. Let's turn the tables around. Tim, you're in the hospital. <laughs> And your doctor feels he needs help because he's about to remove one of your toes. Mm-hmm. Would you rather he ask for help or rather just be like, well, you know, I really could use somebody else to hold this guy's foot steady while I swing this giant axe. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, maybe uh, maybe I'm just going to try it because the only person here is this cleaning guy. And everybody knows, as far as the media is concerned, people who are cleaners are lower than dirt. And you should be fired, oh, apparently, for asking them. No, I'm saying that's the whole idea. Like. What what was Ooh, since I wait. didn't actually read it? What was the nature of his help? Did he did he make the guy gnaw the toe off? Was he just holding it? <laughs> well, I'm sure. First of all, I'd be asleep if you're going to cut off my toe with anything. Actually, Tim, excellent. How do we even know this happened? Who who was the <laughs> who was the person that toed or fingered? Guess who I'm doing their finger toe. Well, who who told on this guy? The janitor went to the bar afterwards. He's like, hey everybody, I just helped remove a toe. Drinks on the house. Wait, wait, Tim. Drinks on me. Yes. Wait, can you do it in a German accent? Because <laughs> this is story took place in Germany. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> who, who's, who's the dog? Everybody. I have removed a toe. I have run five kilometers. <laughs> Tell me. This, is, this is good stuff. This is terrible. You have this running group. When I was in a running group in Ithaca, there was international people. Uh-huh. And there was a German runner. And there was for Isaac kilometers. He would say, okay, today's run will be five kilometers. And we're all like, no. His name was, uh, I can't remember. I'm going to say Franz. Hans? It wasn't Franz. Hans. Was we're like, you're in America. Guy? You're in America. It's miles. Miles, not kilometers. And he says, no, no, it is five kilometers. And you know what everybody started doing? They started going sig and saluting him because he oh wouldn't God. let go of the kill kilometers. So this is the roots of your Hitler obsession comes from this. Was this the same guy who in a previous story you've told, like you were camping or something and only he brought was like a one beer or something? And no, donuts, but that was else? not him. No, it was not him. He's okay. too efficient, George. He's German. He's German. Now, I we do went have a camping. Question. He brought bricks and anyway. So a kilometer is only about like two. I mean, like there's about two and a quarter <laughs> miles, I think, um, kilometers in a mile. Right. Did you actually run five miles? And was this guy in for like a super rude awakening when he realized it was actually <laughs> five miles? He's like, he, he, <laughs> he, was, he was very athletic. <laughs> okay. Well, he's German. There, you yes, know, I don't know if you know this. He, Germans in general are better than us. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that. It would snow for our running events, and he would ride a bike up a hill in a snowstorm to then run our running events. Fucking showing off. And he won the, like, it's a goofy award, but it's an award he got to take home that day on a bicycle. We're like, it's snowing. Six inches of snow. He's like, no, I ride my bicycle five kilometers to school. And he he kind of accidentally broke the award. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's okay. He was okay. Okay. The odd odd thing you wouldn't think you would know before I forget about it. I took him uh, to see Seven. That was out then. Seven, oh. for people who haven't seen it, it's a serial killer movie and The Seven Deadly Sins. 
are used by these serial killers. Do I remember remembering this right? Yes. Because when we got out of the movie, he was like, oh, I, was, I was confused. I don't know these, these deadly sins. Anyway. Good for that guy not having any grasp uh, <laughs> of Christian ideology. That was uh, surprising. Well, I thought that was like more, is that Christian? That's totally Christian. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, T. All right. Enough German oh, talk. Oh, wait, that's good. You just went, you actually, at the end there, I detected a little bit of an Irish lilt. That's my... Yeah. Oh, are we, are we gonna, is this going to be a, a tour through Europe? <laughs> it is. All right. Next, the next story you tell, can you do it in a Dutch accent? No, I don't know that one. Uh, uh, I, oh, we can go back in time yeah, and oh, I can do Mark Twain. Oh. Um, mm, not European, but okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Do, no, do a Mark Twain story. What's the next news story? I don't know. I figured you had one. Oh, the, the nah, that's no good. No, what's the good idea about these news stories? The ruby shoes. The fact they, that, they were found. They were stolen eight years ago. Uh, oh, Dorothy's nice. shoes. I sent you that story, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't read it. <laughs> anyway, there's like four Look, pairs. I'm a, I'm a busy guy, Tim. I I'm saw, a busy guy watching Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I ain't got time to read about no ruby slippers. I saw one pair of her sh- slippers on uh, the Freedom Train at the Bicentennial. On the what? I saw her shoes, one pair. There's but you said the Freedom Train? What's that? There are four ruby slippers. It was a train painted red, white, and blue for the Bicentennial that drove around with American artifacts. And it had the ruby slippers? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember, because they put you on a conveyor belt. So, like, there's ruby slippers. There's uh, there's uh, Lincoln's hat with the bullet hole. There's, uh, you know, just... Was the conveyor belt inside the train? Yeah, it was, you had one inside. Weird. Yep. And how they did you feel you, seeing those ruby slippers? Did, it, did, it, did you, like, just... <laughs> Did, did you sing the <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance when you saw it? You're like, God bless America. No. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. Tim, I remember off to a weird start this episode. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's the This is what happens when we don't have John or or Kiri Cabasto. Oh my god. Or, you know how hard yeah. it, we talked so much longer. Which is fine. With, who? With more than one person. I can. I mean, we could we could uh, adopt other personalities if that helps. Uh, I'm I'm already doing my Mark Twain. <laughs> Don't believe that. I thought that was your Irish. Oh, Tim. <laughs> All right. All right. You want to talk about this movie? God, man, I had an out. I had an opening. I was going to launch into this, and this your talk of trains with conveyor belts and Judy Garland shoes. I don't know where I'm going to start. So yeah. So. Let's just, just say this. Just do do a synopsis in two sentences, George. Try it. I want to do an intro first. <laughs> That's what I mean. You mean. talked about your you talked about your dumb. No, I'm too intro of this whole concept because the whole thing. Of course, we've 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 made fun of me because I tend to do movies about werewolves. <laughs> There's no werewolves in this movie. I would be lying if I said it was a little disappointing. There was no werewolves. Yes. But yeah, we went. Uh, I went to the other well of my stuff. Uh, Marvel stuff before Marvel became the MCU. And uh, this was Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., like I said, from 1998. And what it is, it's uh, David Hasselhoff, the Hoff himself, is the uh, is Nick Fury, who's not – he doesn't seem to be the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. or ever have been the Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's just an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is um, 
Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division. I don't have to write that down. I bet you did. Okay. I don't don't know. It always means something different. Um, No, it used to be that. He was forced into retirement after the fall of the Iron Curtain, or as he says, the Iron Curtain was put out to wash. And he is called back because uh, the daughter of, like, some Nazi super villain has stolen his body or is going to steal his body is basically planning on unleashing Baron Strucker. I know Tim, what you always give me a hard time saying, try to get through this quick. I'm going to go through this stuff. I'm just trying to get through this stuff quick. (laughs) Basically he and a group of ragtag agents need to save the world from the death's head virus, which will be unleashed by um, these modern day Nazis. David Goyer wrote this. Are you done? Am I interrupting now? No, go for it. David Goyer, I yeah. you know I meant well, he wrote. Did he write Batman? Yeah, the, the trilogy with Christopher Nolan. Yeah, and holy shit, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Blade no, he Trinity. didn't write. He didn't write Man of Steel and shit, did he? Well, he's got credits on all of these. I think he might be a producer. I think he's always been producing stuff. I will say, and here's my thing: I was going to get at the problem with our podcast in relation to this movie is we are a revenge-themed podcast where we review bad movies and come up with revenge things. This movie was set up very – like this was clearly intended as a pilot for a series. that's great. And it very clearly sets up the revenge. Well. Like it literally has an after credit scene, which is like, we will have revenge. So the the challenge, (laughs) dear listeners, is like we're going to have to like – we're going to have to – Tim and I – yeah, we're going to be a little bit more clever. Have to work super hard. Yeah, no, no, thank you, Mister Goyer. You may have <laughs> written all those movies. You may have produced a lot, but we're not going to take your obvious bait. We're going to find some fucking interesting takes. That's right. On Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. All right. All right. Michael Goyer. I mean, My, David, no, David, David Goyer. Goyer. Michael Goyer yeah. is his brother. Yep. Maybe he's an actor. Is he really? He was in uh, something about Sally. What's that movie? Mary. When Harry met Sally? No, something about Mary. Something about when Mary, about Mary. met Sally. Okay. All right. Oof, Tim. So you want, you want to right. open this? Just tell yeah, us so that the, Baron Strucker's frozen. Yeah. The, uh, it was the first scene that we? The first scene was Baron Strucker frozen and and. Um, Baron Strucker is a. Uh, I, do they ever say he's a World War II Nazi? I think he is. Yeah, I don't think they ever quite say it, but he's an old World War II Nazi. This movie yes. has a lot of people wearing papery, thin, old age <laughs> makeup, and this is the first one we see. He's frozen in this horrible grimace, and he's in some sort of holding facility. Yeah. Um, yeah, with with these, shield agents, I guess, because other people. Come I guess in and they shoot don't say them. they're shield agents. Yeah, and then like one guy, but one guy who we learn is Quartermain. AKA Clay Quartermain from the comics, I guess. Okay. Uh, weirdly, he seemed dubbed. Did he seem dubbed to you? I don't remember well? which character you mean. Is he He's the one the that said shot. rock and roll? That was his catchphrase. Was that <laughs> no, right he, before he got Quartermain's shot. the guy who gets shot right at the beat. Does he say rock and roll? I don't <laughs> know. He's like quite a detail. We got watching trash, like uh, Baron Strucker frozen on ice. <laughs> and the other guy just shoots him yes. and they steal him. And then, I don't know. I wrote it down. I thought he said rock and roll. Oh, he probably says rock and he roll. He says, let us rock and roll. He let says, us rock. let and us rock and let us roll. That's what he shouts. And then Oof. gets shot. 
Tim, can you do? Can you insert that audio of him screaming that? Because his voice was funny. No, I'm gonna. I I don't know if I have time for that. I can do it like okay. um, Mark Twain. Okay, do let, that. That's better. Let us rock and, and let us roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. They say if you, it's not how much rock is in the roll, but how much roll is in the rock. You know, I, knew, I wasn't aware there were audio recordings of Mark Twain to emulate. So this is interesting. I think there were. <clears throat> okay. So then from, uh, from this scene in this like high tech storage facility, mm-hmm. we were, we were treated to like, kind of like a weird view of like, it looks like a camera just like filming like tarmac going under for a long time. Yes. And it says the Yukon. And then we see there is uh it looks like an abandoned mine. It's a coal mine. <laughs> Yes, and like there's a sign that says "Don't go in here," and a sign that points at the sign "Don't go in here" and says "Pay attention to this." Yes. And we go inside, and this is where we find our titular hero, Nick Fury. Although he's not at this point an agent of Shield, he's in a coal mine. He's smoking, which seems like a bad idea. Yes. That would, you know, that's <laughs> oh yeah, that was actually a real sign that this was of the '90s. Like he barely ever took his fucking cigar out. Right. Right. At the end, and well, he's we'll he's played by uh, David Hasselhoff. Now, people may know Nick Fury from the comics. They may know Nick Fury from the MCU. Uh, he has an eye patch over his um, left yeah. eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a badass spy. This Nick Fury, I actually have to say, this was very similar to some of the old comics in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of like the um, the uncouth. He wasn't a sophisticated slick spy. He's like, uh, yeah, he's, he's, I don't know, he's, he's like kind of like an old Brooklyn guy or something. The bad boy. Yeah. He's like, uh, I, I'm a tough guy. I got an eye patch and a cigar. And he spends his days in the coal mine just <laughs> mining, I guess. <laughs> he did get fired from S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't he got, he, there's the line. Yeah. He got let, he gets let, he yeah. got let go from S.H.I.E.L.D. once the Iron Curtain went out for cleaning because he didn't play right. Don't you think he needed somebody more diplomatic? Don't you think he'd make enough money he could live in a cabin? Like we've seen the scene in many movies where the guy's like, uh, "I'm off the grid. I'm just I got fired and I'm going to live out here in the jungle." And but they're in it a cabin. They're usually in a cabin. Yeah. You're no, get he lived in a mine shaft, line. and and he was literally taking a pickaxe. And yeah. actually, you know, I said he was mining. He wasn't mining. He seemed to be smashing a hole in his own wall. <laughs> he was working in a coal mine, about to slip down. And Five o'clock yeah. in the morning, already up and gone. Smoking. Lord, I'm and so then... tired. <laughs> oh, no, Tim's reading up. Is this more Tim he's, poems? No, he's a big fan of Devo. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, that's a Devo, so I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. And, like, the ramshackle door is just rattling for, like, ten minutes, which I guess is somebody trying to get in. Yes. And there's a whole... I don't know what happened there. Pierce, like they, Pierce showed up. Pierce is a it's, British new new agent. Yeah, do you know who plays Pierce in the MCU? In the new MCU or the old? This, the this the original, the MCU, the, the real MCU. This is this I is know. just a Marvel movie. MCU is all no, the interactive. No, who is Pierce? I've probably seen him. Robert Redford. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so a bit of a departure from the character from here. Wow. Yeah. So Pierce is like a new agent. He's British. Um, He's like the the fancy guy. He's he graduated top of his class, but this is his first assignment, and he is dispatched to pick up Nick Fury. So Nick Fury, of course, beats him up because he's a goof. Yeah. And then they go, "What? Somebody stole they they stole Strucker's body? Okay, I'm going in." 
And then Pierce well, yeah. takes is that when we meet the countess too? I think she shows up in the airplane and some sort of flying okay. jet, right? Yeah, there's like a flying jet that picks him up, and we also meet the Countess Allegra something something Fontaine, uh, <laughs> played, played by played Lisa Red in the Marvel Universe by Louise by Elaine from yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah, pretty. It is fun, like seeing how these characters have like reappeared, like with like much bigger actors playing them. I guess you know what Mark Twain said about living in coal mines. Um, what <laughs> he said: <laughs> if you live in a coal mine. You best uh, learn how to make tiny coffins for your canary friends. You <laughs> Listeners, I hope you enjoy as much. Like, whenever we meet to jo- – I never know what Tim's new obsession is going to be. Who like, who would have guessed that he would have been on a Mark Twain kick this week? Who it's knows? This is, it's exciting. I love Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we go to S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, which is – the it is a helicarrier, yeah, just I, like in the Marvel movies. I didn't know I was going to see that. Even though yeah. it wasn't the best and, special effect, but I was like, oh. I okay. Actually, now you mentioned it, I will say it wasn't the greatest special effect. I have to say, in general, this was a much better movie than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the special effects were pretty good. Um, it was well paced. It is it, 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 it is camp. It is what? It is camp. It, yeah, and I it's don't, a bit campy. I don't love camp, but I'm not complaining. And I don't, it fell into that realm of, I wasn't sure if it was, you know, there's camp that's deliberate and camp that's not. And this did kind of exist in a realm. I'm like, I don't know if they're doing this on purpose. I think David Hasselhoff was. Man, that's, he's the one I wasn't (laughs) sure about. It's because, yeah, like, I don't like, okay, David Hasselhoff has had an enviable career. Um, You know, the dude, you know. He bought, he bought, I was reading, he bought the rights to the the, the reboot of, uh, What's the beach one? Uh, uh, Baywatch. Baywatch, because they canceled it. And he's like, I'll buy it and I'll do it. So I was like, so surprised well, he was so ambitious. I mean, it made him a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's had all these hit series. He had all those Baywatch series, which were big in the 90s. Yeah. He was on Knight Rider before that. Um, you know, he's appeared in like, you know, in the current MCU. He's like, you know, he made an appearance in oh. one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Like, oh, the new one? The dude works. The dude, no, uh, the second one. Oh, okay. When I fell asleep, then. Right. yeah, the one like he, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a cameo. It's he, like, it turns out when Star Lord was a little kid, he used to tell people David Hasselhoff was his father. And you know what they had so on the helicarrier? Oh, sorry, what would they have in the helicarrier? A lot of elevators. You notice that Did, didn't catch us, so now we know the helicarrier is not in Florida. Come on, Nick Fury shoots the. <laughs> The elevator. Oh, right. oh my gosh! Wait, can you can you well, describe that whole scene? The whole scene. Well, they, well, it's just they, it's it establishes his bad boy because it's just, it's yes. they're in an elevator. It says no smoking, and Nick Fury's like, "Fuck you! I got a cigar in my mouth this whole time. I'm going to smoke." And, and I guess that starts like some stuff. No, the stupid thing is, it's an optical scanner, and the it won't move until it scans people's eyes, and it's both it's eyes. Just like, <laughs> it's such an insult. So Which, he, yeah, we should mention in this movie, Nick Fury, of course, famously has an eye patch. Yeah, but it's 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 hinted that he only lost his eye maybe shortly before he retired. Yeah, I don't or remember. was forced out because he's like, you didn't update your files. Right, right. So yeah. then he shoots it, shoots the keypad. Oh, just like in Star Wars, that's from Star Wars. And Han Solo, he does do a lot of shooting. Yeah, he just shoots the the ta- the anyway. The, 
Oh the man, speaker. you know how Hoff thought this was gonna. He's like, this is the way I become Harrison Ford. <laughs> this Nick Fury is going to be like the Han Solo for the 1990s. Yeah. This is going to make me the superstar. Um, yeah. He meets Kate, so, who has ESP. If you want to just get it, there's an ESP department. Yes, conveniently. She is a new agent. She's able to read his mind a little bit. Not in the comics, right? You know more about Nick Fury than me. I don't know. Uh. So this is very like there was a series in Marvel Comics called Nick Fury versus Shield mm. that came out at this time, and all the characters are from this or directly from that. Uh, but yeah, my understanding is Kate Neville doesn't have ESP in the comics. I think she's like an intelligence operative. She reads his mind. He's thinking something dirty. She's like, ooh, yeah. because it's the nineties. Yeah, it yeah. was like he's sexually harassing her with <laughs> right. his brain, but she's turned on by it. Um. Everyone in this movie, there are like five or six female characters, and I do think every single one of them wants to fuck Nick Fury. Yeah. Because the Countess, Allegra Fontaine, Mm -hmm. is his ex. She wants to fuck him. Kate wants to fuck him. The Mm -hmm. bad guy, who is uh, Andrea Von Strucker, who is like, that's a character. She wants to fuck him. (laughs) There's the Lady Runciter, who's like the German lady. Are you talking about Brad Strucker, who's frozen? He wants... He wants to have no, his daughter, Andrea. Oh, yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think every single character in this movie like loves the Hoff. I think when uh Strucker's lips run frozen, he because he's not he's German, he said, I would I would run two <laughs> kilometers. <laughs> kilometers. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, never mind. <laughs> Wait, just his lips say this though? <laughs> his lips are acting autonomous in the rest <laughs> of his body. Yes. Uh, okay so uh, let me just introduce the other so we meet kate like a shield agent Mm -hmm. she is an esp person we meet gabe jones uh who is like a tech guy i guess Mm -hmm. he's like the q of this we meet dum dum dugan who's not irish who's very racist not irish doesn't have uh in the comics dum dum dugan is an ex-circus strongman with like a handlebar mustache and wears a bowler He's like Fury second in yep. command. Him and Gabe Jones are like the main shield guys. Drinks a lot of beer. And neither they weren't, yeah. They weren't anything. I guess Gabe Jones. No, because Gabe Jones isn't a tech guy in the book. It's very different. Hmm. And uh oh, and then there well, was the boss, the head of Shield, the guy named Jack Pincher. 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 And he's an asshole. Of course. And he's very two-dimensional. Yeah, he's the paper pusher. Yeah, he's like, he's the he's the you knew he's gonna be, you knew there was gonna be a guy. He's like Fury. <laughs> Fury, you're a loose cannon. We need to do this by the book. And Fury's like, I don't do stuff by the book. Right. I got a cigar in one eye. So the basic I... plot is the reason why uh, it turns out the whole thing. So Strucker, then frozen Nazi from the beginning, mm-hmm. he is the head of Hydra, which you may know from the MCU or yep. from the comics. Hydra is pretty much just a Nazi group in this, but they're terrorists, they say. And uh, Fury killed him in one of his last missions. It sounds like he took cost Fury his eye, but Fury got put out to pasture. And his it turns out he has kids, and that's uh, Andrea and Werner von Strucker. She is uh, she is the daughter of Strucker, and she's the head of Hydra now. She is like from an objective point of view, she's a very attractive woman, mm-hmm. like very symmetrical face. Very pretty, but like she was, she was so wacky. You're just like, what is going on with this character? Mm. 
like very much chewing the scenery. And she wants her father's body unfrozen because he has elements in his body that can be reconstructed to make this death head virus. Yes. Yep. Which makes your face melt. Yes. Also, they were setting up the red skull. Basically. We don't get to the red skull. Though. I must, I must include this for, for certain things, yes. just for things we may yeah, talk about just later. For the, just for things, They're, just for things on their tour. They show Nick. I forget this. If this is life or live, live model decoys. It's, oh, important. Yes. Thank you, Tim. Because it's a, it's a robot Nick. Fury, and they call them live model decoys, LMDs. And if you LMDs, notice, live model decoys. And if you notice, Nick's model has a really buff body attached to it. That because I saw Nick with his shirt off later in the show, and I'm like, that's not the same body. It was like a muscle builder body on the Nick. Cat. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> I I don't remember the real Nick taking his shirt off, but that is, I did notice. I'm like, geez, he's fuck. It was looked weird too. Uh, yeah, so the life model decoys they they and they're also they are small and can be carried with you. They don't actually show this; we're just told this. They can take them apart, like they get, and put them in a suitcase. They get really small. You put them in like no, like I think you can literally carry them in a pocket. What? No, I thought you he know. meant they take them apart, like uh, John Wayne. Oh, maybe the way John Wayne Gacy would you know put thing put people in his suitcase. Anyway, Wait, did he? dark joke. <laughs> anyway, that just came to my so, head. So. Yeah, so she, it turned. Ah, oh man, what happens? Well, that's 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 the setup, and then oh, they got to go find Arnim Zola. He's another villain. And, okay, but when does um, Andrea Van Strucker? She actually sends in like a robot that looks just like Pincher that comes oh, into right. Shield headquarters. That's later, I think. That's for the whole. Is that later? Okay. Mm-hmm. First, all right. They got to go get Arnim Zola, and it's a trap, basically. Artem Zola is another Nazi, and he's going to be the guy that gets the the. They know that Hydra's going to go for him because he's going to get the good stuff out of Strucker's corpse. Yes, and they meet up with Agent Runciter, who's like a good German lady who wants to fuck. And, 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 uh, she wants to fuck the Hoff. And Viper's agents are well. all these Mister Freeze looking people. They're white. Yeah, they never explain them. They like clones. They were maybe strong too. Yeah. But they never explain why they look the same. No. Yeah, just dudes that like have sunglasses on and like they look like men in black. They like yeah. wear suits, they got sunglasses, they're all completely hairless, and they are their skin is like white. How do you know they're completely hairless? Because um because <laughs> there's that scene where like if you watch the extended edition, there's a part extended where like edition. Kate Neville's just like, I'm just gonna take down their pants and take a little peek, and sure enough, smooth <laughs> as a baby's bottom. You're always finding the extended. Versus I'm good. These I always look. I know. <laughs> so many scenes I see that you never get to see. So they run into the Berlin subway, which looks like uh, the New York subway. And yep. there's a secret wall to go to their uh-huh. secret base, right? It was a shield. Yeah. But it was a trap. I, and the bad guys got, got away with Zola, right? Well, yeah. And it turns out that Runsitter, the, the, the pretty German agent who wanted to fuck the Hoff, Turns out she was actually Andreas Van Strucker in disguise. That's right. She has a spray on face and a spray off face. Yeah, she has a weird spray on face and she kisses the Nick Fury and gives him poison. He was asking for it. Well, actually, I was surprised. (laughs) Like, I thought he'd be a player. He's like, I don't like to kiss. I have a cigar in my mouth. But she kisses him. So then we are introduced to this ticking time bomb part of of the movie where Nick Fury 
is slowly dying. Yes, the whole episode. Because he's got this poison in him. The whole, yeah, the whole movie, which I'm like, that's weird. And like, it says, like, you're not going to be as good at stuff, and he's not. You <laughs> um, <laughs> won't be able and to, then, to act anymore. You'll you'll be you'll you'll be very hammy in your acting. You'll kind of like you'll you'll yeah. Wait, but wait, the ESP woman reads somebody's mind. Who does she get a hold of? It's a bad guy because she sees evil stuff. Arnim Zola's. She looks inside his brain and she sees footage of the atom bomb. Yeah, she goes. He's so evil. She does. He's so evil. <laughs> in the comics, Arnim Zola is a, the most Jack Kirby of characters. He is this dude in a big orange and purple suit of armor who has a little camera for a head and in the middle of his chest is like a giant face. That's right. I forgot that's what um, he looks like. Yeah, he's great. Like, I'm he's okay. So he's evil. ridiculous, but he's like an evil Nazi scientist who survived in like this weird robot projection with like, he's got this weird big face in his chest. Yeah. This guy is just like a guy wearing old age makeup in a wheelchair. You know how evil he is, George? How evil is he? He named his cat Kitler. God damn it. He also, actually, he also named his actually, dog Killer. Tim, Can you imagine yeah, that's, that? See, that's, he should have. Yeah, that's. And that's he's so that's evil. Not, he should have called him Mozzolini. <laughs> John did those jokes. Did he? Yes. Uh, One similar to yours. Well, but he's, he's so evil, he, we, he, he let a janitor help him amputate a toe. <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> We got over a half hour into this episode before you brought up Hitler. This episode with multiple references. That's the villain of this piece, Nazis. Nazis. Yeah, I know. I'm proud of you, Tim, because normally, like, we'll, listeners at home, like, Tim and I are friends outside the podcast, and we'll be talking about, like, just anything, and he, he brings up Hitler all the time. It's become a problem. I'm like, hey, Tim, want to go get a bagel? He's like, I don't know. What would Hitler do? I'm like, Tim, we shouldn't be asking these questions. It's Nazis, George. Think, That's I the villain. That, That's the villain of the yeah. piece. Uh, so where were we before <sighs> this? So, all right. So, all right. So Arnim Zola is extracts the death's head virus from the corpse of Strucker. And the whole, they know that Andrea Von Strucker, she appears on TV. Well, she makes a weird robot yes. of the guy Pinsir, who's the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., walks into S.H.I.E.L.D. It, Fury shoots the robot the a couple times. It doesn't do anything. He's in the elevator with it, all these agents and he's got a coat and a black hat and nobody and nobody's like, gee, who's that? Who's the guy with the black hat? Oh, black you're right. Hat. Yeah, he's right behind. Tote. He looks like the Nazi from uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, like like Tote, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he walks right walks right into like this super supreme headquarters, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. And he like projects a movie out of his mouth of like her saying, like, I'm going to unleash the Death's Head virus on New York. On New York City. And they're like, oh no. I do love the part when Fury shoots the robot and like the real pincers like, how did you know it wasn't me? He's like, I did it because I want to shoot you. <laughs> I can still smell your farts. So I know you're not a robot. So shield then, I mean, I'm skipping stuff for sure. Shield well, is like, well, we got to like find where this thing is. And they're doing all stuff like, look, like they, she also warns, they, like, if you try to stop us, we'll blow it up and they have to kill 9 million people. To find the missile in New York and find the headquarters where the Viper is controlling everything from, which yeah. is in another country. I'm not sure. And, but the, we don't know. The missiles are in New York. So they split up and sick Nick with Pierce and, S- oh, well, he's sick. Uh, yeah, I like that. It's good. Sick, sick Nick. Nick. He goes with they stick Sick Nick with uh, Pierce. Alexander Pierce and Kate Neville, the psychic. And we should mention Pierce is 
new, but he's like, I, I graduated top of my class, but he still acts like a, a goofball, like it's his first job he's ever had. Yeah, he's an idiot. There's a part where he tries to take a guy down with a nerve punch, and he just like slaps him on the back and gets beat. He said Nick Fury. Yeah. Nick, they watching Nick Fury. It's just like, yeah. So you get he's getting beaten up by this goon. But he says, "I graduated top of my class. I know how to." It's a silent kill. I think that's what he said. I'm the yeah. I, I got top marks in silent killing. <sighs> but that was just for his parts. <sighs> Come on. Oh, Tim, that was. <laughs> Wait, I actually vowed to myself I was going to yes and you like more because I have been nobody recently. Yes, Tim. He was silent but deadly. He was clar- he, he was he was declared I'm like I was silent but deadly in my class because I ate Taco Bell. How was that? That's good. I also want to add in this. This is just cuz I might use this later. Uh, we discovered that in order to show she means business and to show how insidious the death's head virus is, um we see that uh agent the agent Runciter, who was the woman that um, uh, Andrea Van Strucker was disguised as, has been infected. And so she looks like she's like an old lady who's melting. Yes. That was actually a little disturbing. Yeah. And she's screaming like she sees Nick Fury and like for some reason and screams in this really That's awful right. way. And I was like, I didn't expect to actually be moved by this. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't. That actually made me feel a little bad for yeah. this character who is not even really a character. So don't think she recognized me. (laughs) Now I have a question, Tim, what was the head of shield pincer? Mm -hmm. He doesn't want fury going into New York. He doesn't want anyone going to New York, right? He just wants to like pay the amount or something. Well, Not Nick, because she's doing this for a billion dollars. When Nick is sick, he's like, you can't go in the field. You'll, you'll throw up and, Oh yeah, you're right. Ruin the mission. It's specifically because Nick is sick. Yeah. That, so he's actually got a good fucking point, but Nick Alexander Pierce and Kate Neville, the psychic, mm-hmm. steal a plane and they go into New York anyway. Yes. And they pick, and, and they've got a tracker, like there's for the nuclear warheads or the, I don't know. Yeah. They, they're, well, they're tracking. Not nuclear, but. And, and yeah. And the character ex, Nick's ex girlfriend, the Countess Allegra Fontaine or whatever, yes. she and some other nameless shield agents are tracing down different leads in New York. And there's only one that's left. They're able to tell because uh, the virus needs to be refrigerated. Yeah, that's what it and is. And they're using infrared to check for like enough vehicles with enough refrigeration. There's one <laughs> that instead of going to Manhattan is leaving Manhattan. And they realize that's got to be the one. But they're like, but it's a garbage truck. Like, it's a garbage truck, yeah, but there's could, five people inside. Could they be I'm that like, ingenious to disguise it as a garbage truck? <laughs> they couldn't possibly do that. <laughs> so it turns out, yeah, the plan is they're actually going like across the river to like, I think, New Jersey. I believe so. And it's a mobile missile thing, and they're going to shoot missiles into New York. Another disturbing part. Lots of shots of missiles po- like in this the movie. Yeah. Pointed at the World Trade Center. It's pretty upsetting. Yes. Uh, and this was only – actually, this movie – only a few years before that came down. Yeah. Do we think that this movie inspired Osama bin Laden? I wondered. Yeah? Take it one step further. They call, they talked to the president. And this is when Clinton uh-huh. was president. But that actor looked like he was meant to look like George Bush. He did. I thought he was George Bush. But it, I mean, I didn't really but think. But it was during really Clinton's think. presidency. So I was like, did they already know? Mm. It's all set up. They knew he was going to be all... president. And then there was that scene, I don't know if you caught it, but in the background you see like the set of a moon landing. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, the moon landing's fake, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and behind that, uh, there was a, so, a Wednesday matinee of a musical, Something Like It Hot. 
Oh yeah, and behind that there was a munchkin <laughs> hanging himself. Yes. It was, it was so weird in the middle of this movie that he just kept going back, zooming back and back and back. He just saw more and more weird shit. Uh... We forgot some of Nick's sayings, by the way. I wrote them down. Oh, good. Did you? Because I didn't. I, 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 I watched this one and got actually engrossed in it and didn't take notes. Like, I actually watched this movie. He's like, I like this movie. Because Nick, we should say, is fighting with Val. He, he had an affair with her in the past. And yeah. she's like, you're still a jerk. And Kate Kate says, I could tell she still likes you. There's something about something. And he says, I'm running a little low on Hallmark moments. I, I forget what she said. I ruined it. <laughs> she says, <laughs> you should buy her a Hallmark card. And anyway, I ruined it. Never mind. Yeah, okay. Do you have any <laughs> other lines he wrote down? He said, for me, Kate, there never were any rules. That's the other one. You see, I should have written the sentence before. Yeah, you should. So you would know. Yeah. All right. Wait, let's actually, this could be like a game we play, right? Read some of the specific (laughs) lines you have. We could try to imagine what scenario he said this in. What's another line? Oh, uh, um, she says, this is the extended cut, by the way. I don't know. She says, Oh, okay. Val says, Have you seen my missing eye? Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's trying to hit on Val. He says, Val, Uh have you seen my missing eye? Because you can't spell missionary position with only three eyes. That's what he says to her. Did you see that in the extended edition? Uh, you know, in the extended edition I saw, yeah. she said, she just goes, you mean my brown eye? And she Jeez. winks and then she drops her pants and moons him. No. It was pretty raunchy. I think you're making... I got no but you. No but you on brown eye. How dare you? I'm yes ending you this episode. But there's a way that Val, said, Val also says to him, you're still the same jerk who used to come home drunk and smelling of other women's cheap perfume. And Nick says, give me a break. I only visit the Pope once a year. You mean, I, I really I really want to yes end you, but I don't get that. I don't get what I, you're trying oh, to. Are you saying the Pope smells like cheap perfume? No, the part. Never mind. You don't get it. You don't deserve <laughs> no, it. I don't. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you got that, please write into us at Seti Bimco with an E at the end at Gmail. Please explain that joke to me because I there's a couple ways it could go. I'm not really sure what Tim intended. And Pincer, Pincer says, you disobey me once more time. You'll never work in this town again, you second-rate, irresponsible, insubordinate, disagreeable, nasty loudmouth. And Fury says, you forgot one thing. I'm smelly. And he lets out a long <laughs> fart. It sounds like a French horn. <laughs> And then then Pierce goes, I would have done the same thing, but it would have been silent. And then he does. Presumably. We don't know because it wasn't smell-o-vision. This is good podcasting, everybody. In the background, you see a man die. (laughs) They are immune. And then when he falls over, when he falls over, you see a munchkin hanging. You're like, oh, he was in front of it the whole time. All right. uh, Should we wrap this movie up real quick? Yes. The missiles are about to fire. Nick and the this other gang realizes it's a trap where the headquarters is because they get captured. Yeah. Um, oh, and at, at, some point, at some point, Arnim Zola pulls out a taser and he kind of right. punches the taser into his face and Arnim Zola shoots himself in the face. This little old man in a wheelchair electrocutes himself in the face. I guffaw. You know, he went over backwards in the wheelchair, right? <laughs> it was, That's never not funny. It was pretty good, was pretty good special <laughs> effect. There's actually a, a not halfway bad fight, fist fight between, or like kick fight between um, 
the Hoff and Andrea Von Strucker. <laughs> she, like, again, I have to say, I, like, people, like, this woman has one of the most symmetrical faces I've ever seen. George likes symmetrical faces. So, well, no, like, in an objectively pretty way, mm-hmm. you're like, that woman is very objectively pretty, but she was so weird and scary right. and just, like, I couldn't decide if she was overacting or maybe the best actor I've ever seen. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She didn't do a lot. I'm not not judging her. I looked up her. I think she did. A, she oh well, she was uh, Sonya Blade in the original uh, Blade. The same actor. If you ever seen the original, um, what you call it, Mortal Kombat, oh. she was Sonya Blade. Okay, but she, was she in Blade, the Vampire I Hunter too? Oh oh. She played Wesley Snipes. She has the same right? last name, so I thought maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. So they get in a big fight, and the, the, uh-huh. uh, Viper shoots Nick Fury, at which, it, and he falls over dead, at which yeah. point, if you're paying attention to the movie, you're, you're like, oh, live model decoy, right? For those that listening yep. at home. LMDs. LMDs. Can I interrupt yeah. really quickly, yeah, though? because I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting everything. Well, yeah, so this is like a big miss, you know, she shoots him and she thinks he's dead and she's gloating. And then he steps out and is like, guess you haven't heard uh, life model decoys, which like it was the, the Chekhov's life model decoy. We knew this was going to happen. What does he say? She's so stunned. Mm-hmm. She's like, how, how? <laughs> well, meanwhile, not more than 20 minutes ago in the movie, she fucking sends in an identical yeah. robot. Of Pinsir, the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. She has life model decoys, apparently. They all have robots. She's so stunned. She can't believe it. She's like, how did you do that? It's like, lady, you did the same fucking thing. Yep. Yep. Um, She's like that guy from Cook's Cook's Garden who gets poisoned by a poisoner because he hasn't... (laughs) Eats a like, damn sandwich. Hey, previous pocket. episode where, like, yeah, the guy who poisons people's sandwiches, he's like, hey, let me let me give you a sandwich. Okay, this I'm sure this won't be poisoned. Yeah, Doctor Cook's Garden. Uh, I think it's the second episode of season two. One of, of, one of our most popular episodes for reasons. One of our I most popular episodes because it's John. Everybody loves John. Oh. Anytime it's a George episode, ratings plummet. <laughs> people don't like me. I keep coming on. We don't know why. Not true. Um, so also, I honestly don't remember how this, Oh, she's got ESP. She goes into his head to get the codes to turn off the missiles. She goes into Strucker's head, yep. the lady. So, so evil. Yeah. She goes into Strucker's head. There's a code, uh, there's a missile launch code. And like, so Kate Neville, the ESP agent is going into her head and head. Strucker basically gives her the wrong number. Yeah, there's one, and one like, there's number. A moment, like, you don't know if it's a six or a nine at the last one. So and back Allegra, the countess is like the good guy. She's like at the missile. She's like, we only got one shot at this Nick. Nick, what's it going to be? Because it's got to be Nick's call. Yeah. And Nick uses his sense of uh, just like his gut instinct. <laughs> Plus the fact that she gives the most ridiculously evil smile in the world. Right. He realizes that, in fact, the the Nazi lady was giving the wrong number. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's six. It's six. It's they six. entered in. It's in kilometers. New York is safe. It's what? He's <laughs> six like, kilometers. Yeah, it's kilometers. It's kilometers. <laughs> it's pronounced kilometers. He says kilometers, not kilometers. <laughs> yes. I don't like that. I like kilometers. Anyway. So New York is saved. Um, they get, they get, because they know that she got kissed, they somehow get the, the stuff off her lips. No, no. They get her Nick blood and make, cause she's immune to it. Cause she wears it on her lips. Oh yes. So they they get her, her blood, blood somehow. And you forget. She disappears. Well, you forget she escapes because shields inept. But, but Nikki Nick's best 
best line actually, because uh? they because Viper has to refreeze her dad. He, ca- he uh? calls her dad a frozen popsicle. Do you remember that? He like says it twice. No, that is, you didn't hear it. It's good. You did. Uh, you know what? What? I maybe I, maybe I did. Maybe I don't you know. Fell asleep. I couldn't believe that. Maybe I fell asleep. I don't know, maybe I was playing Zelda. Who knows what I was doing? <laughs> All right. So uh That is good. Good good for you, Nick Fury. Yeah, she disappears into the ground. She gets in a tiny capsule with her frozen dad, which is creepy. He's all yep. he's all wrinkly. Yeah, oh he's so wrinkly. And he his lips move. There's a his, lot of very his, wrinkly. His people lips in this kind movie. of defrost and he goes, Oil can, oil can. Oh. <laughs> And then they disappear into the ground. Wow. That's the second <laughs> reference to Oz in this episode. Um, so New York is So safe. then, well then, and Nick Fury, uh, he's back at S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. He's a hero. He's cured. He's not poisoned anymore. His unctuous boss, P- Pinsir, comes up to him and is like, I'm going to bust you for for be, for doing all this insubordinate stuff and for stealing an airplane yeah. and all this stuff. And he goes, you forgot one thing, Pinsir. What I forget? Intention to cause grievous bodily harm. And yes. he punches Pinsir right the fuck out. And the two guys who are like the two main shield guys from the comics who are just kind of like old men in this thing, Gabe Jones and Dum Dum Duga, they're like, oh, brother, Nick's back yeah, again. He punched out the boss. And they go and like they kind of help the boss, I guess. <laughs> And, um, and this was funny. Yeah. Despite the fact that they barely had a scene together because she was actually leading like another mission while oh, he yeah. was running off with the psychic lady mm-hmm. and the English dude, like Nick and the countess are like, I still love right. you for no reason. And they totally make out <laughs> yeah, for no reason. I'm like, you barely even had interaction. Like how, how, <laughs> how did that happen? And then we're treated to a fucking after credit scene. Oh no. I think I shut it Did off you watch because it? I thought it wouldn't be such oh, really? a thing. What happened? Yeah. They had a child. After No. Uh, ap- yeah. After credit scene, they had a, a werewolf baby. I know. After the after no. credit scene, Nick was like, I hurt my foot. <laughs> need to amputate my toe. <laughs> Get that janitor over here. <laughs> Tell him to bring that pickaxe. Uh, no. After credit scene, I, I'm surprised you missed this. Uh, we cut to the secret headquarters of Hydra. Mm-hmm. And we see Andrea Von Strucker again. And her dad, the former dead Baron von Strucker, motherfucker's alive. Is he unfrozen? Uh-huh. They are very incestuous. He's all like going by to like, oh my now, good daughter. It's like they're almost kissing. It's very weird. And like the whole thing is like, we will bring America and Shield. No, they don't say America because this is an international Shield. We will bring Shield to its knees, and it's very odd. And it's like setting up like the sequel. Like, yes, okay. the Struckers are going to be this ongoing force of evil in this TV series that never materializes. That's for real. Okay. It is for real. And it's, and, and it is really for real. Like, he is an old, old man wearing, old, there's so much people wearing old age makeup in this movie. It's really weird. Like, he's got like kind of scarring maybe on the side of his face. It's hard to tell. That's, and he's like, He's like she's like definitely sniffing her dad. Like he's come up behind her and he's like he's sniffing her neck and she's turning her lips like oh oh like they're just about to make out. It's like now you're making that up. No, Tim, <laughs> I'm not. It's it's creepy. It's really weird. Like it's the most incestuous thing I've seen since Empire Strikes Back when Leia's like all making out with her brother and to make Han Solo jealous. Hey, you know what Mark Twain said about love? What did he say about love, Tim? When it comes to love, 
good for both of you to have two eyes because you can't spell missionary position with only three eyes. <laughs> I know a lot about Mark Twain. <laughs> you know a lot about missionary position too and how to spell it. Four eyes. Yep. Wait. It is. It is four eyes. Mm-hmm. So does that mean the missionary position's a nerd? Uh, yeah. Yes. Get it? Oh, oh yes. don't you dare! Are you kidding me? The fucking cord that you're ladling out, and I make that joke, you give me a groan? Jesus Christ. Let's go to revenge time. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. I'll get you. Revenge. 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 One of us will die. One of us will die. I will not let Cindy take my place. I will have my revenge. All right. Well, card question that we can uh, both ad lib together. All right. Artist. Most you... likely. To become an artist. To become a famous artist. Oh, wow. Oh. I keep that. You, get, you oh. don't have a name to throw out? I'm going to throw out. Let's see. Yeah, go. Yeah, I'll build off what you got. Oh, oh, their boss, Pinsir. That's, right, Pinsir. That's right. all he does in his office because he hates his job and he's such a jerk. He paints all oh. these pictures of Nick Fury being tormented by the devil and you know pentagrams he gets really into Ooh, and i'm gonna yes end this so you know he you know like many like many frustrated bureaucrats he had artistic aspirations when he's younger Mm -hmm. i'm almost afraid to go down this path for fear (laughs) of you know bringing up tim's obsession with the villain of the 20th century making fun but um but like you know, he he kind of like he was a little trepidatious about his different materials. He had to keep it on the down low. Mm-hmm. He's in a room full of spies, terrible spies. Yes. But still, he's he got a lot. Then so he had to work with what was at hand, like blood. He didn't he didn't have brushes. He did have blood. He tried blood. Blood got a little tacky. Well, so the, he he was using. So Pincer used blood at first, okay. and the, the blood, you know, it's, it's a little bit too monochromatic. He's like, I need to bring a little ochre into here. I need a little oh, no. extra colors, Jeez. right? Yeah. Try harder. Is it chocolate <laughs> milk? Was it chocolate milk? Yeah, it was human <laughs> chocolate milk, Tim. Oh, no, it's his dog. His dog he had on He had a cat on the helicarrier. He named it Kitwick. Did he? Kitler? And that's where he got the, uh, that's the brown much color. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, he, and luckily this cat was water soluble, so he just kind of dissolved it and used his painting. Uh, yeah, but who, who, and so who discovered spent, him? Though? Well, that's the thing. So he turns out he filled his office with so many, so many paintings of Nick Fury being tormented by the devil, and Nick Fury being tormented by a cold sore, Nick Fury being tormented by an inconvenient parking spot at the local mall, what have you. The many furies of Nick Fury is what this series was called. But he didn't have the courage to reveal this to the world at large. But luckily, there was a fucking ESP agent on staff. And she was able to – Kate Neville was her name. Mm -hmm. And she was like, seems like the boss has taken a lot of bathroom breaks lately. (laughs) So she just kind of peeked in. Turns out she was into watching guys go to the bathroom. That's another story. But she saw through Pinscher's eyes the beauty of his work. Mm -hmm. It turns out Kate Neville – uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going. It turns out she was, It she, turns out that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She her big yeah. fetish is watching toes be amputated, and she asks, "Oh, she's... and he's been painting pictures of Nick Fury being tied down and having his toes amputated by a doctor and by a janitor. janitor." Yes, yeah, <laughs> and uh, 
He works up the courage to have an art show with Alicia Masters. Masters, another artist in the Marvel Universe. Wow, deep cut. And normally Tim <laughs> I hate those deep cuts. Normally Tim cuts Tim cuts out all my comics references. This one's gotta stay. Okay. Alicia Masters, the blind girlfriend <laughs> of Mar- Fantastic Four is the thing. A sculptor. Go nowhere. She sculpts the superheroes because she feels their naked bodies and sculpts them out of clay. <laughs> it's her excuse. She just got a fetish for rubbing naked, ripply men and women. Yep. She's like, Hulk, I need to feel you through your purple pants. That's it. How do you know they're purple? You're supposed to be blind. So never mind. Let me just feel your pants. How's he become famous? <laughs> uh, they have a big oh. gallery show yeah. at Neville Galleries, which turns out that was what um, mm-hmm. Kate Neville's uh, family was famous for. And uh, this billionaire philanthropist named uh, Tony Stark, he buys all of them. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he does a live and, show. Um, a live. You have to pay ten thousand dollars to sit in the audience while he. Uh-huh. removes someone's toe and that's his his performance yep. art and there's a little yep. there's a little basketball net uh-huh. at the head uh-huh. the head of the person <laughs> of the person <laughs> he, at their head he has to toss the toe through the, the net and what happens when he gets a basket it's, that's just the performance art that's the performance yeah. art at what this point is how does good he we stand are. at what point does he perch <laughs> himself over a canvas and drop eggs out of his ass onto it <laughs> Reference to real <laughs> performance art, everybody. Uh, uh, that was that good. Was, We're good. Was, yeah. Who needs John? Was, Who needs Kyle Kabloom? We needed John for that one. <laughs> Went off the rails. John, John would have left already. He'd be like, fuck this. This is good. This All is right. good listening, everybody. All right. Let's cue the music. Here's my revenge right. idea for Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Okay. So the live model decoy, LMDs, the, Vi- uh-huh. the Viper killed. It was left behind on the floor, and we never saw, and the little, well, we never saw, beginning of the next movie, those agents, those white agents that, had, that looked like men in black. They steal the yeah. LMD. This is the one of Nick Fury. Yes, yeah, Nick Fury's LMD. Right. It's a robot, Nick Fury. Okay. They bring it back to Strucker and Viper, and through, uh-huh. through Nazi science. Uh-huh. They give it set, sentient life, and as soon as it wakes up, it wants revenge on Nick Fury for leaving him behind him and using him like that. Uh-huh. So in order to attack Fury, he pretends to be a mannequin in the store where all the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents buy their leather jackets. Everybody's got cool leather outfits in this film. I forgot to mention that. He sits in a chair wearing a leather jacket and some nice slacks for about a month because he loves sitting. And one night, he meets a girl. <laughs> He's waiting for Nick to come in, but he hasn't come in. But he meets a girl one night named Emmy. She looks like Kim Cattrall, and she's actually a mannequin come to life. This is a long story. She's a muse from Egypt. This is good. See the moving mannequin. He falls for her, and his cold mechanical heart softens. He feels that maybe love is more important than getting revenge on Nick Fury. They often sit and eat pizza because Nick Fury, LMD, as I'm going to refer to him, likes to sit a lot. They move to Kansas and try to live as farmers, but a big twister comes and carries Fury... Wow. The LMD Fury <laughs> and Emmy, the living mannequin, it blows them away and and she gets blown into a wood chipper and gets chopped up and he ends up in a strange land in a forest and he's so sad that Emma got cut up in a, a wood chipper. He sits on a tree stump because he loved, he likes sitting. And he's just very depressed and a big a big a big rainstorm comes along. It rains so much he <laughs> rusts. But a little girl named Dorothy comes along and he manages to whisper. 
So many, so many Wizard of Oz references. <laughs> and he says, Oh, okay. Have you seen my missing eye? And, uh, but anyway, she oils him and she tells him they're going to see a wizard. And he says, A wizard? He jumps up. He says, A wizard? And the LMD jury fury jumps up and he takes the wheelchair from the legless lion who is traveling with Dorothy to see the wizard who he hoped would give him legs. And Fury wheels himself to the wizard because he hates standing. He steals the wizard's balloon so he can travel to the shield helicarrier and take on again his mission to get revenge on Nick Fury. He continues. Undertake? He, he's lost his love, so he's going to continue to undertake. He catches up to Nick Fury smoking in the smoking lounge of the shield helicarrier, mm-hmm. which is also known as the maintenance elevator. And there's an amazing fight mm-hmm. sequence. And Pierce and Val come upon them and tell them to stop or they'll shoot. But they do that silly thing where one of them says, I'm Fury, shoot the other one. And the other one who looks just like Fury says, no, I'm Fury, shoot the other guy. So Val says, the real Nick knows what I have to do to get them all turned on. So tell me now or I'll shoot you both. Ah. So the real Nick Fury sighs and he says, all right, I make you stick your tongue in my empty eye socket while I sit in a cho- chocolate cake decorated with portraits of the Osmond family. Ah! <laughs> Val shoots the LMD Fury. But everyone's so grossed out about what they just heard, they, they fire the real Fury. Nobody stands up for him, not even Dum Dum Dugan. He's like, uh, that's gross. So Nick goes back to living in a coal mine, smoking cigars. And the movie's God. called, Will the Real Nick Fury Please Stand Up and Stop Sitting? That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. I was uh, I was also going to use the LMD because it's really the only character Do it. Let's that's yours. like worth getting. Uh, no, it's stupid. Now. Uh, Do it. I'll help you. You raise your hand. I help. <laughs> I'll be. I got to step out for a minute. Oh, I just had to step out for a minute. But Mark. Oh, everyone. But Mark Twain is here is so to fill weird. in for me. Oh. It's so weird. Tim Hamilton, my co-host, just left, and this dandy gentleman in a white suit with a big brush boom mustache just sat down in his place. Hope you don't mind. Hi, Samuel Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain. How are you enjoying your time here in the 21st century? Well, they say you can't smoke anymore. But I say if you can't smoke, you best watch some Star Wars TV shows. That's so weird that you know what Star Wars TV shows are, given that you died hundred over well over a hundred years before they ever premiered. Well, let's not focus on that. Let's get to your <laughs> let's get to your revenge story. Okay, so I'm actually gonna yeah, I'm just gonna wing it entirely. So my revenge story is about wheelchair bound Nazi super scientist Arnim Zola. Now Arnim Zola was living a life of ignominy. I don't actually. Where? Why was he free? He was a fucking Nazi. He was just living free somewhere, uh-huh. being a super Nazi in a wheelchair. I wonder myself. When? I think he. <laughs> when? I think he got broke out of jail by Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hmm. Isn't that what happened on the Marvel show? I don't think so. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Baron Zemo. Wrong Nazi. <laughs> no, right. no. In this movie. Yeah, different Nazi Arnim Zola. Wait, is that his name now? Now you've mentioned. Now you've mentioned another character. I'm all confused. They all have Z names too. Arnim Zola 
Last, he gets sucked into this web of intrigue by the crazy daughter of Baron Van Strucker, who looks actually very much like him. And last we saw him, he had shot himself in the face with some sort of taser and was electrocuted. Ricocheting backwards, skidding across the floor. Well, that's the last we see of this character, but it turns out this wasn't the end of him. Even though he was old and feeble, the electricity did not kill him. But instead, it actually, well, this is embarrassing to say, caused him to lose whatever precious control he had over the lower half of his body. And as he was shot backwards in his chair, his bowels released, creating a long splattery streak. And I mean, I know it's gross. It's gross. Coincidentally, that's what happened to Mr. Tom Sawyer when he got to be about 80. (laughs) Wow. Who knows? Everybody, this is news. Hidden sequel to Tom Sawyer, we never know. So after the action has left him and everything, he's left there alone in this secret headquarters. He he kind of recovers, but he's never going to be the same again. He's jittery. He's loose-bottomed. He sees the horrible splatter mark that he made from his chair, and he's like... I think I can make this work. And using the best of his Nazi super science, he actually removes that portion of the floor and he has it framed. And he takes it to a gallery owned by coincidentally Neville Galleries where he sells it for $11 million. It's called Skidmark with Static Shock. It's a huge, (laughs) it's a huge hit. People want... Famous artist. (laughs) He becomes a famous artist. People want more. He is the creme de la creme of the New York scene. They think it's just so, so awesome. It's like this guy with his funky accent and like stuff. They, they want more. And he, he can't let him down. So you know what he does? He starts shooting himself in the face again. What? And he eats different foods each time. Yeah, one night he goes to Taco Bell. One night he goes to the, uh, I don't know, Osmond's Family Roundup dining hall i don't know whatever fucking <laughs> private jokes you want insert in here i don't really know <laughs> goes those to a steakhouse <laughs> eats a lot of sauerkraut keeps doing this keeps doing this but the toll on his failing body gets worse and worse eventually he starts using his nazi super science to replace parts of his body eventually he becomes just a big robot with a camera for a head and a big face one day he realizes he accidentally replaced so much that he no longer has a digestive system. He can't create his art anymore. So he does the only thing he can do. He seeks revenge. Yep. Just get into the right. He fl- just get into the right. Yeah, just get. Well, it's it's very abrupt. Yeah. He just, you know, he goes, he finds Dum Dum Dugan's house. He goes, hey, Dum Dum Dugan. They call you Dum Dum because they think you're stupid. And somehow Dum Dum had never put that together. <laughs> this crushes Dum Dum Dugan, and he's so upset he hangs himself. And therefore, Artem Zola gets revenge. The end. It was quite a, quite a bit of storytelling. Yeah, well, shut up, <laughs> Bark Twain. <laughs> when you said jittery and loose bottomed, that was. You know what I say about jittery and loose bottomed? It's that's how I like my women. <laughs> jittery and loose bottomed wow i gotta, that's... I gotta go i gotta i gotta get going okay you made me sad thinking about tom sawyer when he was 80 <laughs> oh hey george 
Wow, that was so weird. Tim, I don't know if you fucking knew this. You left your seat for a second. And then afterwards, you have to change your locks. Because you know who came into your fucking house? Mark Twain. And I don't want to freak you out. But I happened to notice that Mark Twain dropped trowel before sitting in your chair. And he kind of wiggled back and forth a little bit. Like maybe he was kind of leaving a little mark there. You should be careful because who knows what else that man's doing. That's just his. He may be one of the greatest writers of all time. Certainly the greatest writer of the 19th century. But I think he's sneaking your house (laughs) and doing untoward things to your possessions. Yeah, he wrote my favorite book about that that dog that got rabies and the woman was trapped in the car and it wouldn't let her out and it got caught in the car. Yeah, Old Yeller. Yes, Old Yeller. Yeah, Old Yeller, that famous book by Mark Twain about a dog with rabies. <laughs> I hope somewhere, somewhere there's a kid who's actually listening to this and like they have to write a book report and they use this as information. I'm sorry. And that kid goes to jail. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> what happened this week? <laughs> this is what happens when John's not here. He's the voice of reason. Oh my god. <coughs> oh. All right. I thought you'd have a sequel yeah. all full of superheroes. Nah, nah, because I didn't go that way because you always cut all my superhero references. You thought I was going to do that. Well, this is your chance. This would be your chance. People know Spider-Man. Nope. People know Captain America. Yeah. People know Iron Man. Oh, how about this? How about um here's the sequel? No. Uh, no, no, new, new Revenge sequel. Time's over. Baron Van Strucker comes back alive and he kills all these Marvel superheroes. <laughs> he kills Spider Man, mm-hmm. he kills Hulk, he kills Thor, he kills Captain America, he kills Captain Marvel. Which Captain Marvel you ask? Oh. All the Captain Marvels? Yeah, he kills all the X Men. I'm going to list all the X Men. No, stop it. He kills Beast, he kills Cyclops, he kills Jean Grey, he kills Iceman, he kills Angel, he kills week. Wolverine, he kills Nightcrawler, <laughs> he kills Storm. He kills Colossus. He kills Banshee. He kills Thunderbird. Wait, he kills he, uh, Havoc. Does he kill Kitty's little dragon? He does it. He leaves the dragon because he knows it pisses you off. It's, he kills Link. It's 18 after. He kills Legend of Zelda. 18 after. He got yeah. me on this. Didn't get to ask All you about right. Zelda. Uh, he kills Zelda. Did you play Zelda so long that like <laughs> you stopped playing? You're like, oh, one of my toes is missing. What happened? <laughs> you know, honestly... Like in Zelda talk for real, <laughs> I uh, I've had the game now since it was released. I got it the day it released. Yes. Uh, I've maybe only played it for five hours. I don't have a lot of free time, as it turns out. I'm always doing podcasts. That's why and these podcasts. I'm always talking about people killing people. Like he kills the Red Skull, he kills Doctor Doom. We got to kills Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm very excited for next. He week. kills the Warriors three. Uh, yeah, what's next week, Tim? Just for you, so you wouldn't whine. It's in color. Ooh, ooh. Yes! It's from 1974. Oh, past the threshold of 1960s Suckdom. It's a movie I never heard of, and I bet you haven't either. It's called uh, yeah. Shriek of the Mutilated. <laughs> ooh. A professor. Can you tell me anything about it? A professor oh, okay. and their students visit a remote island in upstate New York to investigate a Yeti. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> Wait, what? That's what this says. <laughs> An island in upstate New York to investigate a Yeti? Yes. I am excited. Where can we watch this, Tim? To be. Oh, my God. This sounds terrible. The director had – I don't mean to laugh at him. But the director had a nervous breakdown at the start of filming before they even got <laughs> – I'm sorry. That's what Wikipedia says. 
Oh my god. His wife says he got very squirrely and ended up going to the hospital and getting his ass shot up with Valium. And that's how the movie started filming. <laughs> oh my god, got his ass shot up. Oh wow. This is gonna be great. I think so. I can't wait for this one. And this is available on Tubi, Ooh. Shriek of the Mutilated. Wow. The only other films these people made, it seems, was porn. This is their movie that was not porn. They're like, let's try this. And it's a Sasquatch movie, you said? It's a Yeti. Yeti-like creature. Yeti. Well, Yetis are like Sasquatches. Okay. If you see the poster, it's white. <sighs> I mean, oh, the Yeti is. I thought you were talking the poster. And all the people. Wow. I just, yeah, I found the, po- this looks good. People, I hope you watch this with us. It's going to be uh, <laughs> a frenzied hunt for a heinous beast uncovers an evil cannibal cult and death is the devil's blessing. What? That sounds like a different good movie. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking tagline. <laughs> this is going to be so good. All right. Because there's, there's no right. actors. They have no, they have no clicks to find them anywhere else. Yep, I can't wait to watch this one and figure out what the revenge sequels for this will be. Whew. Okay. Well, we talked too long, so if you wanna if you wanna write a letter to Seti Bimco, it's Seti Bimco with an E at gmail.com. Like us. Wait, do we have any letters? Like us. I checked early. We didn't. Yeah, like give us likes on good pods and yeah, somehow we're number eleven on performing arts on good pods. I don't know why we're in that category, but you know. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. I guess. I mean, I guess we're doing improv. It's imp- it's we're performing. Hey, we're the greatest podcast that ever existed. Yeah, so, uh... except for my <laughs> other podcast, which is called Hypothetical yeah. Island, the two twin greatest podcasts of all time, and then any other podcast I happen to guest star on, like I... say my recent guest appearance of the Jack Kirby podcast. I heard yours this week, and you guys talked about peanuts a lot, and I was like, oh, I wish I were there. Yeah, there's a lot of peanuts talk on the. Uh, if you want to hear people talk, if all right, there's certain topics that are evergreen in my other podcast. If you like He Man, if you like peanuts, listen to Hypothetical Island. It comes up a lot, just like the way Osmonds and Hitler come up here. They say if you talk about comics, you shouldn't talk about peanuts, but maybe talk about the Lockhorns. That's wow. Was that was that Mark Twain again? Yeah, he came back in. <laughs> no, Mark. Mark Let's, Twain, how are you familiar with the work of John Ray? Wait, let's talk it about all Buddy the characters in Lockhorns. Okay, yeah, there was the guy who hated his wife. There's the lady. There's the lady I'm, who hated her husband. Too fond of her, her manly friend. Yep, they have no kids. They, they, they do. They do. They do have. <laughs> yeah. They do have children. But one of them ran ran but, off. He built himself a uh-huh. raft and went down the river. Uh huh. <laughs> wait, wait, was that it? That's I yes ended that. <laughs> well, what do you want me to say? If you didn't read the book, what do you want me to tell you the whole story? <laughs> All right, let's end, yeah, let's this, end this. I write a lot of bad words in that book. People today don't like to read it. You should list all the words, no. Tim. Go list them. <laughs> Go read them. That's it. The show's over. All right, bye-bye. Talk to Steve. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line, it's a party line. He takes the dragon, he promotes it to dragon first class, but then he kills the Fantastic Four, and he kills the Inhumans, and he kills Scarlet Witch, he kills Quicksilver, 
He kills Namor. Uh, he kills Superman. He goes <laughs> to another universe. He kills Superman. He kills Aquaman. Gotta go. He kills Hellboy. <laughs> kills the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm going to name all the Star Trek characters. Captain Picard. He kills Spock. Worf. He kills Captain Picard. Dr. Crusher. He kills Luke Skywalker. Captain Kirk. He kills the Scarecrow. Lieutenant Barkley. Which Scarecrow, you ask? The DC <laughs> Scarecrow? The Marvel Scarecrow? No, he kills the Wizard of Oz Scarecrow. He kills Chief the Tin O'Brien. Man. He kills Optimus Prime. Chef, Chef Boy RD. 